Mr. Hello. Sam, hello. Happy anniversary. Oh my goodness. Happy anniversary to you too. This is such a fond memory. This is such, I have such fond memories. Oh, you know what it is, little show? I've got such fond memories. Such fond memories. All I can hear about is doctor. It's not even a quote. There's a bit in the five doctors. She just goes, doctor, look out, Cybermen. And like that's the only thing I can think of right now. Cybermen. Janet Fielding is so funny. I love her so much. Love her Mm -hmm. so much. Anything behind the scenes, her and Peter Davison, or Pete, as she affectionately calls him. They're so funny. It's so funny. But she she really gives me like Russell T Davies energy online sometimes where someone will be like, oh, I don't like that they did this and blah, blah, blah. And she'll just quote tweet it and be like, tough. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme RTD energy online this week. Speaking of, at time of recording, he's just been on the one show tonight with Mr. David Tennant and they've given a few little teasers for the anniversary episodes ahead. He did. I was very excited to see that. They It, it was nice to hear because this is, this is, oh my God, this is kind of a big episode of Hula. This is the last episode of Hula La before the Hooniverse officially kicks yeah. off. It's sort of kicked off. We had a mini kickoff. We had yeah. an amuse-bouche, but this is the last episode before uh, the Star Beast comes out. So by- That was a good word. Thank you so much. So <laughs> by the time the next episode comes back, we, oui, we, oui, uh, je m'appelle and Doctor Who fan. Um, my name is a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, very exciting. It was nice. To see, I saw them on the one show. It was, um, they were saying about how the specials were all basically like three separate stories. You could kind of watch them whatever order you wanted. Yeah. I knew that they were going to be like quite episodic, but they'd be quite contained. Yeah. Like I'd assumed that one would wrap up and then in the last five minutes, there'll be a bit of a cliffhanger of, wait, Doctor, you leave me at home. You take this TARDIS back right now. It's like, I'm not doing anything or something like that or whatever it is. But I, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Interested to see where it goes. The first one they say is like the big, warm family film Christmas special kind of vibe. Familiar Doctor Who, mm-hmm. like conventional structure, yeah. familiar characters. The second one is unlike anything you've ever seen before. Scary, apparently. Yeah, scary, but not dark. Scary, kind of, ooh. Yeah, what's going on? But not like, he said, well, I don't trust something Russell says anymore. But And then the yeah. third one is zany, wacky bananas. And that's the toy maker. That's that's the toy maker special. Yeah, no, that's the one that's like the big epic. Like that'll be the conclusion. That'll be what we're all leading towards. I'm sure there's going to be classic RTD things of like little Easter eggs and like little quote unquote droppings for want of, for want of a nicer word uh, <laughs> to lead us all there. I think even within the specials, they'll be setting up what's going to happen in the first duty series. Some little teasers for series one. Yeah, that's I I find it. I completely appreciate why they've done it, and I do think it's the right idea for Doctor Who to like rebrand series one but I just can't, I find it too confusing I think they need another one we've got season one we've got series one then they need to call it like I don't know part one chapter one or something I don't know I think it's all right in my head I just go series one 2005 and series one 2023 and I feel like that's okay um for me like when you look at us now heading slowly towards 30 <laughs> Very slowly. And we're reminiscing about our childhood with Doctor Who very slowly. And we're reminiscing about kind of like, oh, when we were kids, oh, when Doctor Who was on in standard definition 480p and that's the only version of it you can now get. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, okay, maybe time to start again. Like at the point that no, we're I, like, oh, I childhood, that. you know, oh, goodness. you know, pe- people who Doctor Who is now aimed at 
were born on or after the 50th anniversary. So yeah, there are people who like didn't even watch David Tennant's Zero Live. And I always forget that when we talk, I feel like we, bec- I, I want to become very conscious that I don't want to become the kind of fan of a TV show in general that like gatekeeps. And it's like, oh, well, you weren't no, there never. when I was watching it. You know what I mean? So like, I do agree. I think, you know, new audiences as well are going to be coming to this new series and it's not right for them to have to be like, okay, let's jump on at series 14. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I kind of also want to like, I want Doctor Who to have new fans with the ferocity that we yeah. have. You know how like Gen Z teens go like crazy <laughs> for like the most like there'll be something in like there'll be like an Eddie from Stranger Things and they'll just make yes. that, that whole personality for like two years. Like I, I want it to be one side character in <laughs> new Doctor Who. Isn't that Nardole? Is it well that's what Nardole <laughs> deserved, wasn't it, really? Is that I've kind of stand following? I've seen so many funny tweets recently where they'll like show like the most dramatic print screen of a Peter Capaldi episode and they'll be like series 10 was wild because we'll have this scene followed by Nardole taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Well look if if the past is anything to go by this is the anniversary celebration on Hulala it's only going to be getting better from here it's all been good Doctor Who but I had a quick look actually uh, because this is the 60th anniversary celebration that we're celebrating here on Hulala happy anniversary day to everyone listening Uh, I had a quick look at the IMDb scores for Classic Who and New Who 2005 to 2022 8.4 out of 10 was Classic Who 8.6 out of 10 is New Who so the Hooniverse era judging by those standards 8.8 8.8 I think take up a point two every time I mean how objective are these these are like fan ratings aren't they these aren't like just yeah. professional professional no scores, these are all you're fan ratings in, in that battle classic and a new who you're saying that so far it's only going up new who has, has slightly won out as well so far ever so slightly but uh, ever, ever so slightly I'll say by barely a smidgen so barely a smidge yeah. barely a smidge yeah it's yeah. exciting anniversary day I I can't believe we're finally here. I don't know how long ago it was that we actually saw the Camden filming scenes take place. It feels like it's been a very long Oh my God, time. let me have a look. I remember I was working, it would have been 28th of July, 2022 was when Wilf was God. seen filming. Long time since we knew this was coming. Exactly. Long time since. We, it's crazy how, when I think about how long ago it was announced that Russell was coming back and now we are literally a few days from seeing the first episode. I, yeah, it's pretty surreal. It's pretty surreal. It's wild. It's going to be a great week. I've got two days off just for this. I've got some days off for it too. <laughs> I didn't need two days off. No, you but do though. We've been, <laughs> we've been talking, I was kind of doing the maths in my head and I was like, okay, so Monday we're recording the podcast, Tuesday I'll edit the podcast. Wednesday's Gallifrey Cabaret, Thursday yeah. is anniversary day. Uh, bargain hunt and bargain the color the color the colorization of the daleks you do need a time off yeah and then i think thursday friday are going to become kind of like hulala content farm days uh as well <laughs> and then saturday's the screening day we're hosting a viewing party well that's it that's my schedule for the thursday right with all this time off is like 1 15 p.m finish bargain hunt 1 15 mm-hmm. to 6 30 p.m wait for the Daleks in colour. <laughs> it's just like a six hour gap where I'm just sitting. It's okay. I'll come sit with you. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not doing anything that day. You'll sit with me. We'll have a little drink. We'll raise a glass to Toki Who. Exactly. Can I show you something that I've bought? This is, this is uh, Hulala listeners. We're having some friends around to watch the anniversary special. I bought a couple things today. Can I show you on camera? Yeah, it's not, it's not that me. exciting. Don't downplay it. Don't downplay it. I'm excited. For the viewing party that Alistair is hosting at his, we were both saying we want to have Doctor Who snacks. Uh, yes. One of the things that Alice has said, which I think is an amazing idea, is adipose marshmallows. So yes. I did buy a pack of the big marshmallows. Oh, and yeah, I thought nice. we could like get a little chocolate like 
faces on them or something. Yeah. I was also thinking, because we're going to make Doctor Who themed snacks and stuff, but I was like, mm. what's some stuff that's very low maintenance, but is still Doctor Who? So we have a pack of Jelly Babies. Yes, essential. Of very well done. We could put them in little paper bags. That's what I was thinking. And then the only other thing I have at the moment is um, two packs of Jammy Dodgers. Because I was I like, actually, I buy them like every four days. I go through those so fast. So you know what? You can have them for leftover. Um, can I give you, I, I don't want to spoil it for the people who will come, but I also don't care that much. Can I give you some no. other ideas I'm having? Go on, so, they don't listen to this. <laughs> some of them do. <laughs> so beep the meat cupcakes, cupcakes with white icing and like a little chocolate button on top with a little face, like two chocolate buttons for the eyes and like a little face. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. How are you going to do the ears? Um, icing, I guess, like yeah. little piped ears. Uh, one thing I thought that would be really funny, uh, which I don't know if I'll commit to doing, is a sheet tray cake uh, as Cassandra. Oh, what, why did you do the Cassandra lasagna? Well, I, I thought about <laughs> Cassandra lasagna, but then I was like, who's going to come to a viewing party and have like a cold lasagna? Um, no, and also you wouldn't really want anyone to cut into it because it's immediately lost. You just kind of want them yeah. to observe the Cassandra lasagna and appreciate that you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> the Cassandra lasagna is such a funny one. I would love to see people do this one where they like make little cake sections and they do fish fingers and custard, but they like bread pieces of cake in custard. Yeah, that's quite cute. That's quite cute. I've just had an idea as I saw your marshmallows because I was like, the white ones can be the adipose. What do we do with the pink ones? I was thinking, why don't we make some tiny oud what you do is, you know, you get like strawberry laces. You could just do strawberry laces and marshmallows, draw little faces on them. Ood. I'm down for that. I think ah. ood for the pink ones. Uh, <laughs> the adipose with the white ones. I saw someone online. They like had like, I think it was like an apple with like a great pen. And they made it a Slovene. <laughs> where they like had like raisin eyes. I and, like, like they had that. The, like that was quite silly. Also, you can have the apples with the faces cut out. I think that's quite fun. Apples with the faces cut out. What for? For um, the apple, fresh as the day I gave it to you, Amy. Oh right, it's <laughs> <laughs> a niche one. That's just a it was prop. a niche. It's just a prop, but I thought <laughs> it was a cute. prop. It's gonna go I brown also, as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. I also thought um, Sonic <laughs> screwdriver cocktails for the screwdrivers. Yes, that's a really, really good one. That is a really great one. Yeah, I'm we're so progressing. It feels this. like it's like 2013 all over again, doesn't it? I don't know about you. I was not hosting Doctor Who viewing parties. In no, I, I wasn't. But the, this was the kind of activity that we were meant to be doing. We were told this yeah. was our duty to be hosting this kind of thing. And now mm. we're grown, adult, independent men. men. Yeah. And fulfilling the prophecy. The one thing I really want that... <laughs> fulfilling the prophecy. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, what are you doing? Fulfilling the prophecy. <laughs> My flatmates. Um, <laughs> well, my flatmate said, like, I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous for, um, for Saturday. Cause I'm, you can have all these like quite intense Doctor Who people over. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. They're, they're really nice. Like, it's not they're like, lovely. we don't mind if you don't know Doctor Who. It's going to be fun. I've, I've had to already say nervous. to like Nick and my housemate who's coming too, that they, they were like, what are we going to do? Oh my God. My housemate would have stressed you out. Cause my housemate's coming. He's not a Doctor Who fan. And he, and he was like, oh yeah, no, I'm so excited. It's fun. It's like drag race. It'd be like a viewing party. And I was like, no. No, because like we're not going to sit talk. quietly. We're going to sit quietly and watch. He went, oh, but that's not the point of a viewing party. And I think he thought we'd go and all be like, hey, look at this. And I was like, no, no, no. We're going to sit quietly and enjoy it. And then if you want to talk, we'll yeah. watch it again. <laughs> you can talk over the second watch. Like, I'm not kidding. The view, the schedule, by the way, this is, if anyone's hosting a party, this is idea, by the way. First of all, we've got to have a good sound setup. And I do have a good sound setup. And so yeah. that's going to be completely fine. People have rightly, I encourage people to decline. 
people have declined rightly because they're like, I need to be in an, a controlled environment. I need to mm-hmm. have clear sound. I can't have anyone speak over things. I need the subtitles big enough. I need the sound loud enough. I need to be no interruptions. And I'm like, I completely respect that. Don't come. Yeah. Absolutely fine. In fact, if anything, I'd be stressed for you. So don't come. Yeah. So the correct way to do it, 6.30 to 7.30, play Doctor Who. If anything, I think you want a bit of a build up where you play a bit of Murray Gold in the 30 minutes prior. Turn that off with good time, just so we can switch over to either BBC One HD or iPlayer. I haven't decided which one yet. I think BBC One HD is the safer option. Well, you'll have the lag, won't you? And then I think rewatch after Doctor Who Unleashed, which you have to watch immediately afterwards. And when you rewatch it, rewatch it on iPlayer because then it will be in 4K Ultra HD. Yeah, and then you'll have it. And even then that's where you could the like. Time. That's where you could like chat amongst and like now, have drinks and stuff. Exactly. Then you can send your tweets. We can come up with our memes. We can have a. We can do a bit of an in-game commentary together. Oh, I didn't notice at that time. Oh, that's really. Oh, I love this bit. That's when it's. That's when. That it's sounds there. like the way to do it. But yeah, so lots of exciting stuff happening coming up. I think we should quickly talk about. Destination Scar, because you didn't get a chance to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a really fun episode. The the only downside for me was the comedy the music. music. They sliced yeah. in. I'd love to see a cut without that music. It it became really jarring really quickly. Like, it felt like it was like stock music on a loop. It was really weird. I've spoken to a few people about this. I mean, we had Laura on the podcast last week. She was saying the same thing. It, it just felt a bit like they were like, oh, it's children. It's, it's funny, right? Do you remember Russell T. Davis before was like, it's not a comedy bit. It's not a comedy bit. And everyone was like, you liar. <laughs> you liar. However, you liar. everything else, I think getting back, Julian Bleach was such a gag. I thought the Inspired. lighting was gorgeous. I really liked like the classic Dalek, the classic Dalek voice, like mm-hmm. uh, the attention to detail with that. Even the animation of the TARDIS like crashing in at like insane Oof. speed looked really great. 14 bursting into life was super fun. I think, yeah, there's just loads to like about it. I mean, I think that someone kind of put it right, I think, in, in the reply to one of our tweets on, on Hulalapod and... They were just like harmless fun. And I'm like, pretty much like harmless fun. It it was a really good natured, fun, thoughtful little five minutes. Chris Chibnall, I think, described it as being like respectful and disrespectful at the same time. And I was like, (laughs) bingo, like that's what it is. And it's it's fun. The way it sparked like, you know, almost a week of solid discourse off the back of it is is truly quite impressive given it's five minutes long. I was just like, it's a, I remember before it happened, people were like, oh my God, we're going to get the new TARDIS interior. We're going to, we're going to get the new Dalek design. We're gonna, and I was like, it's a children need special. It's going to be a lighthearted, short, non-consequential piece of fun. And I'm amazed it's created this big discourse. I mean, I, I don't want to get involved in it. I just think, I agree with Russell. You move with the times. I think Doctor Who always brings in a young audience as well. It's meant for everyone of all ages, but like us watching, <laughs> I saw something the other day, they were like, me sat in Children Need 2005, ready to watch David Tennant's first scene as the new Doctor. Also me sat in 2023, ready to watch Children Need and see David Tennant's first scene as the new Doctor. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was really funny. If I had a nickel for every time David Tennant had his first scene as the Doctor in Children Need special, I'd have two nickels, which isn't much, but weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> Yes. I mean, if you want to get upset as well about things breaking the canon, I would say take a look at um, Death is the Only Answer, the mini-sode with um, <laughs> Albert Einstein. Does he become an ood in that? He becomes an ood, yeah. He becomes an ood in that. Or the, I want to say, 
Olympics or Children in Need, one of the specials, but it involves like the Olympic torch and a weeping angel. It was angel. written by kids at a school, I think. And yeah, the weeping angel was chasing him during the Olympics. Right. So, you know, listen, cannon breaking, we've done it. It's fine. Doesn't matter. None what of it's I always, What I always find funny is when people argue about what they choose to do on the show uh, because it contradicts something that's happened in Big Finish. And I love Big Finish, but the way that I think about it is that Big Finish is canon until it's proved otherwise. So like there's the main show and then there's all the expanded media. There's the comics, there's the books, there's the audio dramas, there's Big Finish, there's um audio books, there's there's all kinds of other media. There's radio dramas. And I think take it, you know, everything's canon another thing is take it all as canon if you want. But then when something happens on the show, it just means, oh well that's not canon anymore. Like it, it, it's not, it's not that consequential to it's me. It's an alternative timeline or some timey-wimey nonsense happened. I think timey-wimey like, nonsense is good. I like that Russell seems to have a pretty fluid approach to all of this, which I think is a really positive thing because I think otherwise yeah. Doctor Who would just collapse under its own weight very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even in this little special, we'd said something in there about like, oh, the canon is rupturing timelines are changing or whatever and it's like it it all lends itself to this idea like listen all of this can be rewritten all of this can change it happened and it didn't and it's the same in like tales of the tardis like how do you explain old doctors coming back it's like well in some timelines i regenerated in others i got old like it doesn't really matter like and we won't discuss it any further and i'm just like yeah like why should we like just enjoy it for what it is let's just enjoy it for what it is it's our silly little blue box show some things matter some things don't nothing matters everything does like the other day as well like in that because like i mean listen like tales of a tardis i think they describe that as you know inverted commas canon right and um (laughs) And that contradicts things that we saw before, right? Now we've got these new, like, older Doctors, and that's fine, and that's great. And what I like about that is it doesn't really dwell on the why at all in those episodes. Everyone who appears in the TARDIS is like, it looks like a TARDIS, but it's not the same as I remember it. I think it's a memory TARDIS. Yes, (laughs) a memory TARDIS. And anything can happen here if we remember it. I think it wants our (laughs) stories. Yes, me too. Oh, this chair suddenly. Oh, and it's just just fine. It's just silly and fun. How did the TARDIS make a chair? Why does the TARDIS want stories? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter why, because it's emotional and it's nice. That's why. I know. And it was emotional. It really did, like, draw emotion out of you. Like, watching people like, you know, Seven and Ace finally get their, like, proper send off and seeing tegan and five reunite like i don't really care why it's happening it's just fun that it is it's just fun that it is a memory tardis what a stupid idea but it's great it works (laughs) i love it well speaking of stupid ideas that work i would like to ask you some questions because as of the day that this is going out bargain hunt is ed oh the bargain hunt confessional bargain hunt confessional right so anyone who hasn't watched it yet bargain hunt is now live you can go on iplayer and watch it as of time of recording we haven't seen it but i want to ask you some questions because we can finally talk about it what tell me about it tell me about your side of the story do you think i'm gonna get the hooniverse intro (laughs) when you get back on iplayer it's Something tells me you probably won't. <laughs> no, I think this is one of the unofficial spin-offs that you will not see RTD post about Bargain Hunt on the day. He will is not it going to be in the Doc 2 section on, on iPlayer? Not only is it not in that section, there will be no acknowledgement from the BBC Doctor Who account that this happened, <laughs> just by the way. There'll be yeah. none that this has happened. And that's fine with me because I think it's the right laugh. Technically, I will always be able to say that I was on BBC One <laughs> on the Doctor Who anniversary with a good, like, I'm hoping, I mean, I don't know how much I'm actually in it today. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess I get 10 minutes of screen time. 
I can see that for you because tell the audience who's listening why it might not be longer than that. Oh, because I was ill for the second half and I fought with everything in me to be in the second half. But I was right down the road in a hotel ready to film the final section for the auction day. And I was so ill with it. I assume tonsillitis, but mm-hmm. I've like had my tonsils out. I don't really know what it was. But I was like that night. I mean, I was sending you and Nick um, like little snap videos from from the hotel room. And I was like, I'm gargling the salt water. This better work on water. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying. I'm trying. You literally drove all the way to Wales and were in the hotel room ready to film the next day. And then I was yeah. just desperate. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I also didn't want to make anyone else sick. That was the thing as well. I didn't yeah. feel that ill when I headed down. And on the way there in the car, I was like, oh, this isn't good. So no, I mean, the story, whole story goes, me and Sam applied together to be on it sam wasn't available to be on it because of a wedding clash Mm -hmm. i invited david to be on it who uh david from the who watch david friend of the pod previous guest of the pod Mm -hmm. um and also wasn't available to be on it and then i brought my sister along who was marvelous wonderful anna we had so much fun together anna's done an episode on here with me before we're both you know lifelong who fans i say lifelong not lifelong since the renaissance of who since 2005 we've been fans of the show together and so much fun to go and do it together we had such a good time recording it anna is in the whole thing all the way through anna carries it for us we did these auditions we were successful they i guess didn't really screen for location because both us and the other team are from the southeast the other team were from kent so the filming took place in carmarthen and then in Bath. So both times there was quite a lot of travel involved in that. But it was such a good experience. Like, you know, Reese and Carrot of Gallifrey Cabaret have done a regular bargain hunt before and said how much fun they had. They're like, everyone's so nice. You're going to have such a good time. And it's true. Like, everyone involved in that production really looked after us. It was, I'm pleased to report that, like, the crew behind Bargain Hunt are such good eggs. They are such mm. lovely people from casting through to production everyone was a gem and it was just exactly how you'd think it is like turning up like their green room was essentially like i don't know what it was it was like a bit of like a stable (laughs) it was like (laughs) truly like a storeroom um and you turn up on the day and your table is laid out for you like your name is written down there's a kit kat and a pack of biscuits and a bargain hunt cup and your fleece in the size that you've requested and it's got your name stickered on it and you're like oh my god that's my bargain home fleece <laughs> the production team was so lovely all looked after us and eric knolls came along and he really made like an effort to introduce himself to everyone and get to know us and ask us questions and this was all off camera and just him being like a lovely man and making sure everyone's really comfortable and saying it's gonna be a really fun day um and and then we met our expert as you'll see on the show who was richard madley who again was just like a lovely lovely man and we just had such a good time (laughs) our our director for our shoot was really really funny and really pleasant he had a very funny story about having previously filmed billy piper and david tennant together (laughs) behind the scenes with them was um i think they they just announced david tennant in the role like they'd recently cast him and they were doing like a bit of a press bit together and this kid had won a competition to get to go and interview david tennant and 
that kid like completely froze like on the day <laughs> like couldn't get like a question out and the team was like oh god this is really bad like <laughs> and it was obviously all like capped like he only got like his like five minutes or whatever and the five minutes was kind of up and he hadn't really asked anything and um at the end he kind of gets out this like poster that he's had rolled up the whole time and he like slowly like sheepishly unrolls it and they were like oh my god has he had that all along like oh okay yeah and he's like could you could you sign this please gives it to david tennant it's a big poster of christopher eccleston <laughs> <laughs> oh and he was like oh, like oh should i sign it from chris <laughs> <laughs> oh my god bless yeah. him so no that was his story but um i'll i'll do a little bit of a spoiler here there's one moment in the show where I make a really bad spending decision. It is our second purchase. Maybe I won't say what it is, but I mm-hmm. panicked a bit. I thought we had less time than we did. The one hour they give you really goes fast. Like it feels like 20 minutes. And yeah. even though you are walking so slowly around this place with your presenter, like it zips by. And um, and I panicked. It was like, okay, well, we've got 20 minutes to go and you still haven't made a big spend. Um so I panicked and I bought an item I'm not proud of. And I didn't <laughs> consult Anna before I bought it. And I did it in such a rush, haggling so badly that the camera crew were like, wait, what did you just buy? And I was like, oh my God. And Anna was like, what did you just buy? And I was like, ah. Anyway, it's all on camera. I don't know how it's come out in the edit. I'm yet. so excited for everyone to see it. It was great. Like It was such a good day. If you're thinking about applying to the Gone Bargain Hunt, just do it like it's such a, it's such it. a good time so anna went long she was a real trooper and <laughs> in the morning they went into the green room the the production crew to explain that i wasn't there and apparently they announced it like i died <laughs> and they were like, hey everyone so um you'll remember alistair from the last show um I'm really sorry to say, like, alistair's not been able to make it this time like he's not here today and, and anna was like he's fine he's fine he's fine <laughs> But it was very like, Anna's really going to like carry the beacon for him. Anna's really going to like carry this one through today. And Anna was like, yeah, I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it for him. So the second half looks like, it looks like I just died very suddenly because (laughs) the way they cut it is like, and let's go to the auction right now. And then there's a month between filming that and the auction. And uh, and I'll I'll just look like I got lost in transit between those two things. (laughs) They probably time would say you went off again. in the TARDIS or something. Time scooped again. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Well, look, that's something I'm very excited for in the coming anniversary celebrations to Doc 2. But I want to I wanna segue ever so slightly to some other things we're excited for. Do you know what that might be? Oh, what? We've got some lovely voice notes from who are our listeners. Oh! Well, we love hearing from you guys on all of our socials, but we especially love putting you into episodes of Hulala because it feels so communal. I really love getting to talk with you guys and hearing what you have to say about Doctor Who. And for the 60th anniversary celebrations, I didn't want it to just be mine and Alice's voices, much as I love our voices. So we reached out to you on our socials uh, and we asked you, what were you most excited for coming up? And what were your favourite moments in Who history? And you had some really fun things to say. You had so much fun stuff to say. I love hearing from from you lot. It makes it sound a lot less narcissistic when we have some other voices in the mix i love it (laughs) i love it so here is a voice note that emma sent us through my favorite who moments are probably the regenerations because they're just so full of happiness and sadness and joy in the best sort of ways i love the speeches and how they're just able to say goodbye to their doctors and they never fail to make me cry like even the really old ones just to have this way about them um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing David Tennant back as the Doctor, you know, under Russell with Murray Gold's music. 
because I never got to see David Tennant as the Doctor when he was in his original tenure or in the 50th. So just being able to see him as the Doctor just for a little bit is the best thing that could have happened for me. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Bye. Ah, I love that. I also agree so completely about regenerations. It's such an interesting, like, not to get too deep about it, (laughs) but it's such an interesting, like, perspective on death, like, in a way that's never, I think, ever been shown in any other kind of TV, like, moving into, like, a new version of yourself. The way it's described in the new show, like, letting one version of yourself die and then a new version of yourself is born that retains all the same memories but is a different person. Mm -hmm. Very interesting way of looking at kind of like life and death. I'd love to go out as well when I die in a burst of regeneration energy. Like I'd like to be on the deathbed and then just be like, look at my glowing hand and be like, oh, here we (laughs) go. It's coming. Just, yeah, and then just (laughs) blast off. It'd be great. I mean, you know, and if I just evaporate at the end of that process, so be it. But I mean, what a a cool exit. I like that with Jodie's regeneration, it wasn't a sad thing. Because quite often, especially with like David Tennant's regeneration, he's like, oh my God, I don't want to die. I'm going to, I'm going to die. And then with Matt Smith, he was kind of like, you know, okay, I'm making my peace. The doctors are coming. 12th doctor, he was like, okay, doctor, I let you go. He was kind of serene. Whereas the 13th doctor, Jodie, she was very like excited to see what was coming next. She was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm annoyed. I, I, I want to be there for this, but you know, doctor, I'm about to be tag, you're it. You're going to have a great time. And it is always very emotional. And I love, like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier that you get to now see David Tennant as the doctor on screen. Cause he, he's just the best. It's just mm. the best. Well, he's not the best. They're all great. You know what I mean? He's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. So our next voice note was sent in by Liberty Smith. I'm most excited for Wilf to come back, because, even though I know it's going to be super emotional, but I just love Wilf so much, so I'm super excited for that. But I think mostly I'm like super excited for Doctor Who to be mainstream again. Not that it wasn't before, but just, I don't know, just to have Doctor Who back. And we waited so long and yeah i'm just so excited oh i'm so excited too wilf is definitely one of the moments i'm i'm most excited to see and it's going to be so you know heartbreaking because it is bernard cribbin's last on-screen appearance but i'm just so 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 glad that we genuinely are going to be like blessed with seeing wilf one last time i think it's so exciting yeah it's gonna be heavy when we see that because of course they've kept bernard cribbin's out of all the promotional material and it's going to be such like a gut punch i think when we when we see him back on on screen it's gonna be such a mix of feelings the episode's probably going to be dedicated to him yeah it will it's going to really be like a oof i think moment when 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 we see him back so yeah it's gonna be a really mixed bag i think to to see him back I think so too, but I'm so excited. And like you said, it's just it, not the Doctor Who ever went anywhere, but I just feel like we're getting such a big audience. And the thing I'm most excited for is so many people fell off the show. And the more people I speak to, the more people I hear that were like, oh, I loved it as a kid. Oh, I, I yeah, no, David Tennant's back. Have days back. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to watch it again. And I can't remember the last time I heard casual Doctor Who fans talk about how excited they were to see it. I, I, that just makes me so happy. It does feel like the excitement for this series has been building for so long and now I'm making it everyone's business. I'm just making it everyone's business. And <laughs> I don't know if it's that I've got closer to Doctor Who fans in the last year or got closer in terms of like finding more queer friends in the last year. Both definitely very much a linked thing, which I think is so lovely as well. But mm-hmm. um, 
it feels like there's such an overlap now. It feels like in gay spheres, <laughs> Doctor Who is like a real <laughs> thing that is hard to ignore now. Even if you're really not a Doctor Who person, I'm sure like every gay now knows at least a handful of people that really are Doctor Who people. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just like making everyone else's business. And I think yeah. as well, like the way the anticipation has built for so long, like we were saying as well, just makes this like all the sweeter. And the way that mm-hmm. when we get going, it is three specials, a week off or two weeks off, however many weeks, not very long. Week and a half, week and a half. And then a few weeks, spring. And it's just, we're off, we're off. So I think uh, they haven't confirmed it. I can definitely see them wanting to stick to the original schedules they did like in the 2000s where they bring it back in March. I could Because then it finishes in summer. I could definitely see that. I can imagine it happening. Um, and I think Shooty is going to be just like electric on screen i'm more excited to see shooty i think than i am to see david and Catherine. dare i say that oh no i'm not i'm not i i I am so excited to see shooty but i'm very happy to like i know shooty will be in the specials as well but i'm very happy to wait for his turn because i'm so excited for mum and dad to be back on my tv you know that's totally true that's totally true i'm i'm you're right i'm ready to wait a bit every time i see a new dr donna clip them bouncing off each other that isn't the same trailer that we saw last christmas now <laughs> i'm like okay like yeah okay and bad wolf archives has been tweeting all this week as well their favorite um dr donna clips one, like, one brain cell duo a one brain cell duo and every clip like <laughs> sends me every time and every you know every time we get like a new little snippet of donna from from these specials i'm sure there'll be way more out by the time that we we publish this but it's like get off me you space rat it just makes me laugh (laughs) makes me really laugh it's so good so jack bennett sent in this for the podcast he didn't send us a voice note he wouldn't send us some text but i'll read it for you now jack says love the pod it's such a great thing to hear such a warm and non-toxic doctor who chat throughout your podcast this is something that's sometimes missing from the fandom i really appreciate that Thank you so much, Jack. My first memory of the show was in year two. I was five and our teacher asked the class at the end of the day, did you see the monsters with spaghetti coming out their mouths in Doctor Who on Saturday? It's safe to say the first thing I did when I went home was catch up on the recent new two-parter. The show means so much to me. I'm a writer, shameless plug, I've just published my first collection of poetry and it's been such a huge part of me and the way that I write and view the world. Russell is definitely an idol of mine and I can't wait for his second era. My favourite Who moment has got to be the Doctor and Donna seeing each other through the windows and partners in crime. I'm in stitches every time what i'm looking forward to this has felt already but for the show to be a household name again i have no doubt that the show's quality will be amazing but i'm just so excited for it to be an appreciated show again what an exciting future we have in store oh yes it's hard to articulate this point correctly i think because i articulated it horribly a few weeks ago and created a twitter (laughs) pylon for myself and i said something about like ah you know whatever let's not repeat my comments i got it wrong i made a mistake um (laughs) Speaking my truth, I'm so sorry. Well, no, but it's 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 that Doctor Who is bigger than it has been for a while. That's it's bigger than it has been for it. a long time. It's it's about cultural relevance. It's about like, does your mum and dad know what's happening in Doctor Who and who the current Doctor is? You know, like, are you able to get together a group of people who like to watch Doctor Who together on a Saturday? I feel like that's going to be a lot easier to do now. I think my cursor for it is I sculpted a little sculpture of Beat um, the Meat recently. And I showed it to my mum. I sent her a video of it. And I said, oh, you're not going to know who it is. But, and she went, I know what it is. That's the monster from the new Doctor Who. There we go. And I was like, how do you know what this is? She was like, I've seen it on TV. And I'm just thinking in my head again, this is not a read to the Jodie era. But if I made a pating and I showed her the pating, <laughs> I don't think she'd know what it was. Yeah. The marketing has been 
incredibly good. The excitement has been building. And they did it through a SAG AFRA strike. They did a good job. They did. Um, and thank you as well, Jack, for your sweet comments about the podcast. It genuinely, that is my goal with this podcast is there's so much negativity online generally and within the Doctor Who community. And I just think that it's our fun. To <laughs> it's be all in my texts. It's all in my texts to you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm exactly. Kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> and um, I do think there is a lot of toxicity in the community and, and we always strive to harbour Hulala as a safe space for everyone who enjoys any era of Doctor Who, comes from any background, can just come and enjoy chatting about our favourite Blue Box show. Yeah. And uh, it really does mean a lot to you say that. So thank None you. of our opinions are that strong. None of them. Not one. None of There's them. There's not one opinion I hold that you couldn't change with a strong drink. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the reality of it. Who needs toxicity? <laughs> Our next voice note was sent over from Thomas Luke. Ah, yes, I'm an Alistair. Uh, my name's Tom, and I'm a big fan of the podcast. You know, I've listened to it every Thursday during my lunch break. It's a really good time. You asked what our favourite Doctor Who moment is, and I hope I'm going to give you one that other people... Uh, may not have said, I'm going to go with Lady Cassandra's death from New Earth. <laughs> now, not everybody thinks New Earth is a perfect episode. Um, those people are wrong. It's the best thing that's ever happened in television. <laughs> but Lady Cassandra's brilliant in it. Uh, she's funny. Um, David Tennant and Billy Piper get to camp it up. It's lovely. Funny, funny, funny. And then in the very last moments, there is such a tonal shift when you find out that she has accepted her death and gets to die in the arms of the woman that she loved the most. It's so brilliant. RTD is able to do this so quickly as well and give us so much dignity to a character that we've hated in a way, but also, you know, she's stunning. She's an icon. I just, there's something about that scene I love. And that's what I'm excited for with RTD coming back. He can give us these camp, but still so relatable. And also just that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, very excited to see what he's going to bring to it. Um, hope you're all having a good day and I'll chat to you later. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was so str- like aud- That was like binaural audio. You know, it's like ASMR, like... <laughs> Thank you so much for sending that through. What a moment. Uh, Cassandra's death, everything about Cassandra is so iconic. I think that she is one of the campest villains to ever come into Doctor Who. Uh, I think she's a real like product of her time as well. Like I never see them bringing her back, but I'm so glad that we had her while we did. And she truly is amazing. Her death, her life, her multiple lives. Amazing. It's such a good moment. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, definitely a product of her time. I agree though, like love. And so surprisingly emotional as well like a a character who was just like cold bitchy unpleasant in the first series and totally irredeemable in the second series Mm. we really feel sad to kind of see her die it's very strange after the first series it's a bit of a joke about moisturize me moisturize me so I agree. What a special moment. Good pick. Good pick. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love that you listen to it on your lunch break. It's, it, we hope that for a lot of people, it's become your little Thursday listening to. So we're glad to hear that you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we hope we've warmed into your routines. My sister is so savage. She's so unpleasant. She said she saw someone <laughs> when we were like, hey, we need our like special co-host this week. Um, someone lovely lovely thing to say said like oh i'd love i'd love the chance to be on this like this is my comfort listen and anna was like 
how can you be someone's comfort list and everything about you is unpleasant? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, said like, everything oh about God, you that's causes so displeasure. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what I'm used to. Sisters. Sisters, they're doing it for themselves. So our next voice note is sent in by an early listener of Hula La. It's Matt Gavin. So just going off that one clip, of the doctor like banging on the walls and screaming I am really looking forward to David Tennant playing the doctor as just completely incapable of regulating his emotions under stress I like that. That's really funny. He, Matt actually sent us a message following that. Uh, and he said, yeah, as much as I love doctors like Capaldi, who are just unflappable, I do also love 10 and 14 going on temper tantrums on the regular, <laughs> which I think is quite funny. Yes. I'm trying to think, oh, I can see a scene in my mind. It's the, oh, why does it have to be this? Like, why that's what I'm thinking I'm trying to think of. of like a scene... Oh, from oh, from ten. Yeah. Oh, is it from in the end of time where he's like, "It's not fair." Like he's like, "I should be able to get my reward," and that bit. Yeah, there's some great temper tantrum moments with with ten, and I agree. I'm looking forward to this. What I'm really looking forward to about his performance is seeing how he's going to work in mannerisms of 11 12 and 13 into his performance because i feel like unless we're all clowning and reading into things that aren't there his whole face looks committed to the bit because there are already pieces that people pulling out there's a bit from a promo where he goes scrunchy but why Mm." and he's doing um there's the scrunch which is very 13 coded 13 there was but in this promo there was a very fourth doctor coded look oh well. yeah but he was like i'm here yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. but why and all this and um yeah I, I i've got a feeling we're gonna see plenty of little mannerisms kind of baked in i think they're gonna have given it that level of thought and i think david will as well because david's a real fan of the show so I yeah think he'll have, he'll have i'm excited yeah our next voice note was sent in by rob peters one of my favorite moments in new who is the end of the parting of the ways It was a fantastic episode in its own right, but along with Bad Wolf, it was just a brilliant season finale. There was a great concept. It had been built up so well in previous weeks. The episodes were well-paced, and there was that perfect blend of terror and scariness, but with humour and the domesticity that had been introduced by Russell T Davies uh, since the revival. So for me, it wasn't just the end of a great series. It meant there was so much promise from New Who, and I'm so excited to see what happens next. I was a fan of the classic era already, so I was very familiar with the concept of regeneration, but I did not know it was going to be happening this soon, so that was extra exciting. You've got the Doctor setting up the concept beautifully. He says, maybe you will, and maybe I will, but not like this. Uh, Rose is so worried, she doesn't know what's going to happen, and then the Doctor bids her this perfect farewell. For me, it always felt like a meta comment on how well the first series had, had been received, and how great you know, he and she were as the TARDIS team for the last 13 episodes. You've got Rose's shock. She doesn't know what's going on. She's thinking, who is this new guy that's just exploded into the room before me? And it's so satisfying to know that when the credits roll, there are going to be kids everywhere scratching their heads, looking towards their parents for answers, and just this huge question of what happens next? What's going on? It was just genius, and it was so, so much fun. Oh my God, I love that note. That having like grinning ear to ear all the way through it. Rob, if you want the podcast, it's yours because that was so (laughs) much more articulate than a point we've made at any point in the last... 50,000 episodes. We've covered so, those episodes and we weren't as articulate we as We didn't. <laughs> like, as soon as you said domesticity, I was like, that's not even a word that was in my vocab. I love it. Um, 
That was gorgeous. And I love your perspective as well as someone who was already familiar with the concept of regeneration, watching it happen on screen, knowing that kids would be scratching their heads, kind of turning to the parents going, what? What was that? Um, <laughs> I, I love that so much. And a fantastic point. Fantastic. Pardon the pun. To uh, Fantastic. Well. I just love, especially as a fan of Classic Who going into New Who, seeing how Rose reacts to regeneration. And, and like, I really liked your comment as well on how it was almost like they were commenting on how they'd done as a series. They were like, you know what? So was I like that series Mm. one was so good. And now we're going to go into this transition for a new series. And I think that that was just really insightful. That was a really insightful voice note. Thank you so much. I loved it as well. That regeneration. Cause I felt like there was always something that felt so grounded and so real about the performance that, Christopher Eccleston gave as the ninth doctor and it really felt like it was something he was delivering like with care and concern to Rose who was a real person like but it means I'm gonna change like in that there was this real like sincerity about like the process Mm -hmm. you're about to watch it's gonna be weird Mm -hmm. I I loved that like I've said before but there's something so comforting to me about the performance of of the whole the ninth doctor I just I love it I love it it's so good it's so good Our final voice note is sent in by longtime friend of the pod, Ethan Posford. Hi Sam, hi Alistair, and hello Hulala listeners. We're finally here! Happy Doctor Who 60th anniversary. I'm very excited, I'm sure most of the people listening to this are very excited too. We have been waiting a long, long time, um, but it is finally here. The specials are on our doorstep. Let's go. yeah, this show just means everything to me. Just, it's been a huge integral part of my life for so many years. It has helped form a lot of my friendships, Russia. I love the show. It has helped reaffirm parts of my identity in terms of my queerness, in terms of being neurodivergent. And it has always been a comfort through a lot of changing times in my life. Um, and um, it's also been very surreal to now working TV and I've worked with some of the stars behind the show like David Tennant and Amanda Gill and Nicholas Briggs and also working on little things that are Doctor Who related like we had a Dalek in our comic relief Eurovision sketch which was a bit a huge laugh to work on um, hearing Nick Briggs's booming voice um, whilst filming that was just just gave me goosebumps and re- more recently um having the joy of being one one of the people to to put together Jason Manford's and Mel Gedroich's costumes as the fourth doctor and the 13th doctor as they're linking into the children need sketch that was an absolute joy to help source those together as well as you know brainstorm because um all those ideas to put it together um in terms of my favourite moment of the show, it's hard to boil it down because there's so much, <clears throat> there's so much of the show now, um, especially now, 60 years. However, a moment that really stuck out to me recently was re-watching Day of the Doctor. Um, this moment in particular, it's when the 10th and 11th Doctors reunites with the War Doctor on Gadifrey and they decide they should, they should help him through his decision of committing genocide, of destroying Gallifrey, the Time Laws, the Daleks, all of it. Um, I mean, especially considering the whole episode, it's exploring Doctor's guilt about the Time War and how that has shaped them as a person, 
contrasting the differences on how it's impacted them between their 10th and 11th incarnations. So I think it's a beautiful moment to, sh to see both of them decide that, um, that they don't want their past selves to be alone in this. But what makes this the moment even more special is when Clara intervenes and when she tells her doctor that she never imagined him doing this. And then the moment themselves shows all of them the um, a projection of all the people in the time war who they're about to burn, which makes Clara intervene, um, re reminding the Doctor who they really are. Someone who, um, who is never cruel or cowardly and never gives up and never gives in. And ultimately, that makes them change their mind after so many years to find another way, because that is, that is what Doctor Who is all about. It is finding the best case scenario out of any dark situation to never give up, to never give in, and to never be cruel or never be cowardly. It beautifully encapsulates what the Doctor as a character is about, and I think it has got to be one of my, one of my favourite moments of the show. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful moment that really defines who the Doctor is. But yeah, enough rambling from me. Um, I hope everyone has a lovely time celebrating this wonderful, unique show. And until then, allons-y. Ethan, thank you so much for sending that in. It's so heartwarming, as always, to hear you talk about how Doctor's helped sort of like shape your identity in a way and how with your sexuality and with your neurodivergence you've managed to connect to the show and find community and and that is always I think that's what's important about this show it really does bring people together it certainly helped me in times where I wanted help and I was looking for help and I'm really glad that it's connected with you in that way yeah also I love how many people grew up with the show and ended up working in tv i think is so nice mm. as well like how many people and probably through things like doc 2 confidential as well got interested in the behind the scenes and seeing what kind of different roles existed there and wanted to work in television themselves that sparked that interest for them i think it's so yeah cool. for sure it's definitely i think it's definitely got a factor in my career for sure and, and i'm like i really related ethan when you were saying about people you've worked with because i always i talk about in the pod all the time people that i've worked with and people <laughs> will be like oh you dropped a name there and i'm like did i, <laughs> did I? Uh, but it's always it's always so exciting when you work with people that you admired growing up and in a show that you love so I, I love that you've had the chance to do that too yeah yeah it's amazing the community factor like uh, you know obviously like through through doing hula la has been massive like in the last year or so we've been like oh my god like this is really cool it's really nice that all these other people want to talk about my special interest and uh, <laughs> we have so 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 much fun doing it and um i really hope everyone like has their their own way of doing that whether that's you know on twitter slash x or whatever and finding other people they can talk to or meeting new people at the galley cab or wherever it is that you mm. get your doctor who outlet um exactly and and a great moment as well that you chose i think the day of the doctor that's the section that i really downplayed is mm. is that moment of choosing to find another way it's one of i think the great retcons <laughs> where <laughs> Stephen moffat was like of course the doctor didn't really destroy gallifrey like of course he found another way of of solving the problem and whether that mm -hmm. means that there's kind of two timelines and two versions of events or not um it it, it was a really cool way of dealing with it and um and i really liked that that promise that the doctor had made like never cruel or cowardly never give up i love the doctor's promise in that as well was was really lovely and it feels like yeah Stephen moffat really got to the core of who the doctor is in a lot of those stories and that was definitely one of them 
Yeah. I love Clara's line as well, where, where the doctor's like, well, what do you want me to be? And she's like, well, you'll be what you've always been. Be a doctor. Like, and when she says the world's got enough soldiers, any old idiot can be a hero. You be what you've always been, be a doctor. And I, I, <sighs> I really love Clara in that scene. Clara. I think that Jenna Coleman does an amazing performance. Clara, Clara. I miss you. I, I love you. that people say about how every doctor has their catchphrase and it's like fantastic Alonzi Geronimo and it's Clara where's Clara Clara have you seen Clara where's Clara <laughs> oh well thank you so much everyone for sending those in I'm sure we had quite a few people reach out to us saying that they were going to send us voice notes and they didn't manage to send them before we recorded if you do send us voice notes after time of recording we'll try and include them in a future video but I just want to thank everyone who did send in a voice note or a thought we really do appreciate hearing from you and it's so nice hearing thoughts other than mine analysis it's so refreshing speaking of would you like to hear some thoughts of mine analysis ah, we've got thoughts we've got thoughts <laughs> we've got thoughts uh, we were having a quick think as well about some of our favourite moments in history and some things we're excited for coming up and uh, we just want to chat about them for a minute yeah so we've picked out a few of our favorite ever moments do you mind if i jump in with one you go you go i picked these kind of out of thin air and i'm not sure if they're actually my favorite moments or if they're just three good moments but indulge me (laughs) one is jackie with the pickup truck i'm thinking back Mm. to moments that at the time made me scream and so that's what I'm going for. Jackie with a pickup truck was one. Mum, where the hell did he get that? Rodrigo, he owes me a favour. Never mind why. I just... <laughs> just perfect TV. The heroic m- music when Jackie, like, pulls around the corner in the yellow truck. And it just being such, like, a stupid practical solution to a sci-fi problem. Yeah. Like, okay, how do we make the time machine go back to the year 200,000? Okay, you know what we'll do? We'll get a forklift truck and we'll just pull it mm-hmm. open. Like that's what we'll do. We'll just use we'll just use we'll just use Mickey's mini. And that oh that's not big enough. It okay, works. We'll, we'll just use we'll just use the pickup truck that we borrowed off Rodrigo. Of course we will. It's just <laughs> uh, it's just such a stupid solution and it's it's so fun. And it also like speaks to like that sense of community that exists in RTD's world. People knowing people are uh, borrowed it off that guy who was my favorite wink, wink wink nudge nudge never you mind why it's, it's so good fun. it's so good on that one of my favorite moments is jackie and the fresh regenerated 10 from the christmas invasion where the doctor's trying to explain you know he's he, he's barely holding on to consciousness he's going on he's need, going on and um he's like oh no not even that well that whole <laughs> bit as well but the bit where he's like we haven't got much time if this pilot fish then why is there an apple in my dressing gown and jackie goes oh that's howard sorry and the doctor's like he eats apples in his dressing gown he gets hungry well, he gets hungry in his sleep sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> like, but yeah, the bit with the ham sandwich said, what do you, what do you, what do you, cup of soup, cup of soup, oh, nice cup of soup and a cooked up lamb sandwich. Oh, and he's nice like, sandwich. I need you to shut up. Like any conversation between Jackie and Ten is oh, that, like, like you said, I don't know if this is my... <laughs> Something simple, piece of soup. <laughs> Uh, like I don't know if it's my favorite moment in Who history, but it is just something I keep coming back to. I think Jackie Tyler in general is just my favorite moment in Who history. Genius. It's like well, food. You said we need food. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Mom, good. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I love, two hearts. What else he's got two of? Leave him alone. Leave him alone. So good. Go on. Give me one of your your other favorite moments then from Doki Who history. One of your serious ones. Okay, so one of my serious ones, um, I love in The Five Doctors, I'm going to a classic for this one, I love when all of the Doctors finally unite, and I would say it's The Five Doctors, it's actually The Four Doctors, because Tom Baker didn't come back, but they've just gone through, like, the maze of Rassilon and all of the different, like, 
games to get through to the final like hall and uh they all are like reuniting and they say the first doctor says something about like what's that where's the little one and then you just hear the second doctor going the little one is just fine <laughs> and comes in with the third doctor and all the companions kind of just stand to the side and they're nattering while the doctor's trying to solve the problem and it's just such a fun scene and then the master and rassilon kind of mind wipe the fifth doctor like the current doctor to like be on their side and then the first second and third doctors have to do the contact thing where they close their eyes and they're drawing connecting themselves to the fifth doctor and he you know release himself from the mind hold and he goes on their side and he's like together we're unbeatable or something like that like it's just such a heart it's always one of my comfort episodes the five doctors i really truly love it and i think that that's just such a great scene all of them together that's a lovely moment a nice tribute to the classics there as well and doctors one to five have such different personalities as well that's what's really cool is that early in the show they Mm. recognize that it didn't need to just be different actors playing exactly the same characterization they could play with it yeah exactly I, I, I really love how the first Doctor's had a few actors play the, that incarnation before and they really can play with the character and just seeing all of them together is just so good. Go on, what's one of yours? My next like scream at the TV moment was all of the Doctors saving Gallifrey. I remember being mm. on the sofa and going like, oh my God, they're changing it. Like they're changing it. Oh my God, they're changing it. Like, can they do that? Can they change the time war? And that really being very shocking to me. And then it being like, oh my God, they have a plan. There's an alternative. And then we're back in the time war, but things are changing. And it'd be like, to hell with the High Council. Their plans have already failed. (laughs) And then, you know, like, oh, all my worst nightmares. Three of them. And then it's like, no, No, sir. All 13. All 13. And that, that, that moment was Mm -hmm. bananas enough but all of it you know when they're all kind of like in their individual tardises and it's like geronimo alonzi oh for god's sake gallifrey stands Mm. just so much fun i loved it all the tardises the way they stitched together the classic footage so smart and such an interesting way of including all the other doctors and for my next trick yeah, that was cheeky. That was that really was very cheeky. cheeky. That was very very cheeky. But I liked. Can you it imagine if they had a little bit of like behind the scenes footage that we had, or like a unused scene footage, seen. unused mm. footage. That would have been probably a bit too naughty. But I um, think that was it. They just got away with what they did. I think. But yeah, I love how our points, without even like correlating on this, we've got like a fun Jackie Tyler thing, a fun multi Doctor thing. I'm very excited to hear your next point. We, I didn't even look at your list. We have, yeah, one Jackie moment, one multi-doctor moment, and we'll see We'll see how our next one... <laughs> yeah, like. go on then. Give me give me your last moment. Since you're so curious, we covered this very recently. My other moment, which was a scream at the laptop, not quite a scream at the TV, was the Dr. <laughs> Donna coming to life. Smart Donna being activated. Donna, you can't mm-hmm. even change a plug. You want a bet, <laughs> time boy? All of that and the and spin and twirling her Daleks around and, uh, and the other way. speaking her kind of uh, sci-fi gibberish and it just being such a truly joyful moment. The table has completely turned. Everything's going to be fine and in such a fun and silly way against the most ridiculous odds with just our favourite, favourite funniest character, TV Gold. Our favourite one brain cell duo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or trio at this point. Uh, just wonderful moment, wonderful moment. That's such a good moment. You know, they've got that one Coronation Street clip they keep coming back to where she pulls down her newspaper and she goes, wonderful piece of television. Lovely piece of television. <laughs> What's it? Is it wonderful or lovely? I think it's wonderful. I, I can't remember exactly, wonderful but I think it's television. wonderful piece of television. <laughs> well, my last moment, I did consider putting a Donna moment in this, but I actually didn't. My final favourite moment from Who History, and I've got 
millions more. But my final one that I'll talk about in this episode is when the Daleks and the Cybermen met and fought in Doomsday. The scene, the humour that you get with it and also the actual drama, the scene where they meet has become so iconic. And it's recently been doing the rounds on TikTok as a TikTok sound where it's like, you will identify first. Daleks will have identity. You have identified as Daleks. <laughs> Bugger! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the chest plates resembles known as Cybermen. Like their interaction is so funny. But then when they actually fight, like the doctor comes in with his Sonic and they're like, it's harmless. And he's like, oh, it doesn't kill, it doesn't wound, doesn't maim. But I'll tell you what it does do. It is very good at opening doors. And then the Cybermen come in and they're just like, delete, delete. Mm. And the Cybermen have the huge like fuck off guns. And it's like, my casing is impaired, my casing is impaired. Like, it's just such a good scene. I really, really love seeing the Daleks and the Cybermen together. I, that's the moment as well that I keep seeing at like drag performances that keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. And the one people keep doing lip syncs with on TikTok. I I love that moment. Always iconic, always funny. So good. I, I, I know that you've got a couple of songs you want to talk about for your favorite. You're, you're such a soundtrack boy. You're a little soundtrack boy. I just wanted to give like a little moment for any of the soundtrack fans. And I know there's a lot of you. So mm-hmm. I was just going to say my favorite songs in Doctor Who, I think if I had to pick, would be The Shepherd's Boy, I think is my number one Doctor Who song by Murray Gold. Mm-hmm. Westminster Bridge, which is one of the first tracks we heard. Classic absolutely one of my all-time favorites and i didn't realize until lately how many versions of westminster bridge we got as well we got the original one in 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 episode one rose but after that point as well we got loads of like variations additional little like versions and renditions and variations of it yeah even in the opening of of new earth we got a version of westminster bridge which is super fun when the 10th doctor is warming up his new tardis and finally i really liked sagan akinola's she's the doctor i think is wonderful and the version of it that they did at the 60th anniversary concert with a full uh orchestra is is beautiful one of my favorites well look i can't even list what i'm excited for coming up the soundtrack seeing our favorite one brain cell duo return shooty shooty's outfits there's, there's so much to look forward to and we're so close we are one week away we are one week away and at the point that we're publishing this we are two days away two days two days we are two days away from the first special the star beast airing on bbc one and bbc iplayer at 6 30 p.m we are so excited because next week we will be giving you our reaction to the first episode of the hooniverse it's here can you believe it's here i actually like it it is suddenly so real for me realizing the next episode of hulalara is the star piece review is just so surreal i feel like we have to keep we have to keep dipping into the old pot we don't it's fresh content all the way from here fresh content it's been over a year <laughs> since we had fresh doctor who's talk about on hula that was episode two of hula la we are now in episode 55 having had a few bonus episodes scattered throughout i can't believe it's here i'm so like uh, i'm so excited 55 hours of hula la is all it took yeah that's all it took and thank you so much again to everyone who sent us a voice note we love hearing from you and we want to continue to hear from you so please let us know what are you excited to see coming up in the 60th anniversary celebrations please reach out to us on all of our socials We've got twitter slash x instagram tiktok threads you can reach out to on all of us at hula pod and you can also rewatch old episodes of the podcast on our youtube channel also at hula pod Yes, we love hearing from you. We, we really, really genuinely do. And if there is a friend that you think might really love listening to Hulala Pod, do share an episode on your story, give us a review, send a DM saying, hey girl, um, this podcast is really good and you should listen to it. 
we really, really appreciate that. Helps us climb the rankings and claim Doctor Who dominance. <laughs> Which is what we're setting out to do all along. Yeah. Enjoy the Star Beast on Saturday. Enjoy all the celebrations. Enjoy Bargain Hunt. Enjoy the colorization of the Daleks. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful week, friends. Stay safe. Be well. Have lots of fun. Watch lots of TV. Watch the Star Beast four or five times. We give you permission to do it. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, happy anniversary. This is a huge time for all of us Doctor Who fans, and we just hope you have fun. Have a great week. It really is. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.